It's Tuesday, November 14th. I don't even know what day it is anymore, but we're at our last day at the Modern Retailing Conference, having a lot of great conversations, a lot to talk about in the future, but today we're talking about workers winning, dirty coming clean, and is Google Apple sugar daddy? <laughs> I never thought I'd utter that one. This, this is the Some fun, of the phrases. This is the fun part about uh, recording podcasts on a beach. We have no clue whether or not the audio on that right like with we the don't. intro <laughs> but it's okay it, fe- it We're felt here. okay yeah it felt okay and like if you're just listening on the podcast let's paint the picture for you because you hear it so let's help you imagine what you're hearing yes so we are standing <laughs> behind us is the atlantic ocean and a nice little villa between us and the ocean so it's also probably about 30 mile an hour winds it's moving it's with not many people out here but the one person that decided to get up is the guy running the leaf blower in yes. the background because the wind isn't going to take care of that stuff anyway because yeah. that's <laughs> what he gets paid to do every morning it's, uh, it's been an awesome time here we spent a yes. lot of time yesterday with dealers a ton of time with our industry partner yeah friends. yeah we just went around and like i cannot wait to share the videos and the fun things that we did and just hearing what they're experiencing what they're looking forward to um so Watch out for that video because uh, we'll push that out here soon. We are. Um, we have a few things to talk about today. Uh, number one, Thursday, we have our next Asodu Edge webinar with yes. our friends at Invoca. Yeah, Zach Hendricks is going to be leaning in. He's ready. He gets real nerdy, real technical, but also <laughs> just has a super fun personality, and he loves soccer. I so like I'm the sure we'll real nerdy that. was the glasses push-up motion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, you can register for that event. We hope you join us. Uh, you go to asotu.com. Just scroll down a tiny little bit. We hope you register. Uh, Kyle and I will be there. We always have so much fun on these 20 to 30-minute webinars. Yes. Different field in the show. We learned a little something. We have some more people, fun transitions. Uh, hope you can join us there uh, on Thursday. Yeah. Register, let's go. register now so we can see that you're coming and yeah. be ready for you. All right. Let's get into some news. Let's go. We have some fun things to talk about. So, uh, yeah, we do. We're going to start with two labor-related stories that are really just kind of one overarching story. The first is that Stellantis has announced voluntary um, – re- what are they calling it? Voluntary Buy buyout it. packages yeah. for 6,400 of it. I mean, how many employees do you have that you can Whoa. just voluntary buy out? 6,400. Just picture that. Uh, of their salaried employees, so they weren't involved in any of the labor contracts, uh, citing changing market conditions. The move is aligning with their commitment to go like everybody else, gone full EV. So we need to uh, pare down the staff, trim expenses. So in the statement, the company said, and when they released it, they said, as we prepare for the transition to electric vehicles, Stellantis will offer a voluntary separation package to assist non-represented employees who would like to separate or retire from the company to pursue other interests with a favorable package of benefits. That doesn't sound terrible. I'm sure I'm like it sounds like it was well represented, it was well thought out. There's going to be plenty of benefits, there's probably a ton of severance. Um just like I I forgot to even add this, but uh we're here. <laughs> yeah, we are. I'm like, Hold on. This one? Hold on. Sometimes going. we're like in live production mode. It's going to be okay. So uh, that volume button doesn't work. So. They, no, no volume button. So uh, the, the, I'm sure this was handled a lot better than I don't know if you saw Solera uh, dropped a bunch of their employees over Zoom yesterday. Oh, I did not. And forgot to mute their mics and oh, it got a little dicey. No. So it seems like Stellantis is handling this a lot better. Obviously, there's been knowledge that this is probably coming in this uh, in, in what they call, what is it called? Their, uh, their tear forward 2030 strategy, moving to EVs, changing stuff. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. So, uh, they are planning on releasing 25 EVs between now and 2030. Uh, obviously this decision coincides with the UAW voting. 
and all of the things there, which kind of transitions into the second part of the story is that Hyundai um, announced a 25% wage increase. Wow. It's big. For its non-union production workers uh, in its Alabama factory by 2028, this is really following the lead uh, from Toyota and Honda, also not unionized, right? Um, saying like, "Hey, we're going to treat you well, we're going to treat you fairly." And meanwhile, like Sean Fain's like, "Hey guys, hey, <laughs> we just did some things over there. We could do them here." So uh, all they're, these automakers are trying to yeah, they're, they're trying to jump ahead and be like, "Hey, yep. the reason we could do this without all the drama." Yep. Is because we're paying attention. Exactly. So, I mean, exactly. it's a good strategy for them. Super smart. Let, let yeah. the other companies have all the friction, all the tension, all the animosity, and then just coming afterwards, we're like, we'll match it. Look, there it is. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the market rate. So smart. They market established rate. the market rate. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I think workers there are kind of winning. Workers are winning like right Workers now. are winning right well, now. Well, because there's not enough workers out there, and so you got to pay to keep them. Yep. Can't, can't use AI to, uh, to check, manufacture do a, a final check on the glass. You no, know what I'm saying? Can't do that. Yeah. Can't do that. Not at least yet. All right, our next story. Uh, no segue buttons no today. Segue. So this is an interesting one with a really fun fact at the end. Exxon is aiming to be a leading producer of lithium production. So the oil company now going to be a lithium company by the year 2030, as they announced their plan to uh, plans to start lithium production uh, in just a couple of years by 2027 and produce ba- enough batteries lithium for one million EVs annually. So wow, it's a lot of lithium. So like half of a manufacturer. No, <laughs> it's, pretty, it's a lot though. From <laughs> it is a lot. It is a lot. That isn't a battery company. Literally, it's not like it's Panasonic. Well, yeah. So I mean, let's. I want to get to because they've got a little bit of long term strategy on that. So let's read that quote. But I got some. I got some thoughts. Yeah, the quote this. is in the long term. Lithium really is a global opportunity. Said Dan Amon, president of Exxon's low carbon business unit. He said we're starting here, and that here means Alabama. Yep. is actually where they're starting because there's an urgent need to ramp up domestic pro- production of these materials. Yeah, and that's important. Without a doubt, we've seen the the move to say, hey, we need more of the materials produced here. We need final assembly here. That's important to the government right now. The bigger thing for me here is Exxon saying, okay, look, if we've always been the energy company for transportation, mm-hmm. this is just a move to stay the energy company. Yep. Instead of being an oil company, we're an energy company. Uh, and that that's a, that's a like... I'm sure the valuation, the energy behind the yeah, uh, well, behind everything. That. What else are you going to yeah. say? It's so funny to watch this contrast against EV demand and what we're actually yeah, what we seeing. talked about yesterday. And you know it, I, exactly like EV demand falling off a cliff. It's worse than everybody thinks, based on some data that we are privy to. Yeah. Um, here's a fun fact. Blew my mind. All right, give it to us. Exxon invented the rechargeable lithium-ion battery in the 70s. Like, how do we how, how, how do it, we not know that? How does the world not know that? That's unbelievable. Ironically, they are not going to be producing charging equipment like there's some competitors like BP and Shell. Right. I don't know how this works. What in the? It kind of reminds you of like Kodak, yes. digital photography. Like, oh, we sell film though. <laughs> like, yeah, we like have a film sales thing, business. Film yeah. sales business. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So, Adam, a little fun fact. Do with that what you will. Speaking but, of a sales business, whoa, stop. this one is my time. So if you haven't uh, been following Google's antitrust t- uh, trial um, that uh, has been going on for a few weeks at this point, one key factor came out, uh, kind of slipped out yesterday. Uh, so we're trying just to keep it under wraps. That Apple and Google were, you know, just good buddies hanging out, doing search it's together. A nice in kind relationship. It was revealed that uh, that Google pays thirty six percent of all ra- ad revenue that happens in Safari to Apple. So on your iPhone, when you buy it, 
Safari's default browser, if you're typing in the search, is Google. Yep. And every ad dollar that tracks after you log into that and it goes, 36% goes to Apple. That is So last year was $18 billion yeah. last year. Yeah. The, uh, in t- uh, 2021, uh, $26.3 billion in total cost uh, to be Safari's default search engine. Um, it, it, it's unbelievable what the dollar exchanging hands. A couple quotes um, uh, from uh, Ryan Shores, the Justice Department's senior advisor for tech industries. He says, Google's contact is illegal, conduct is illegal under traditional antitrust principles and must be stopped. Google owns or controls search distribution channels accounting for about 80% of general oh, search queries in goodness. the U.S. Um, and it, here's the fun one. According to Bloomberg, uh, when this little fact was revealed about the 36%, Google's lawyer, uh, John Schmidlin, they said he was threw quote, up in his mouth, visibly <laughs> cringed when Murphy <laughs> said the number. <laughs> He's like, oh, my day just got longer. Well, okay. So we've been talking about this and I was having a conversation with a dealer yesterday. Like we look at spending money on Google as spending money on ourselves, but actually they are the largest third party vendor in automotive. We spend more money as an industry with them than any other third party vendor combined. Yeah. And so to look at this and go, oh, and we're also spending money with Apple conversely, because 70% of searches right now are being done on mobile. And of that 70%, the majority are iPhones. And so like, Right now, about that. we should be thinking as an industry, like, what are Google and Apple getting of our mon- of, of our dollars that are headed toward driving sales? Well, My goodness. My goodness. I mean, he's, he's having a tough morning, that lawyer, <laughs> that legal team. But, hey, it's like somebody said yesterday, I can't remember what presentation was. They were like, what is Google's number one objective? Right? Yes. yes. People ran out and it was like, make money. That's it. Google isn't losing money on this one. I guarantee no, you that. No, Neither is Apple. They're pretty smart companies. Well, look. Uh, we're going to be going back in the Modern Retailing Conference with some pretty smart people. We're going to bring you a bunch of interviews and content that we're picking up where with also a bunch of insights yeah. and things that are going to kind of like spill into the future. So we hope you have a great day. Love some people more than you love cars. And we will see you bright and early tomorrow. <laughs>